Are you a nerd for wrestling like us? Check out Nerds of Wrestling on Facebook and get a conversation going about what we all love, which is wrestling. Again, that is Nerds of Wrestling on Facebook. Check it out. And here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, mamas and mias, to the quintessential NXT podcast. This is NXT and we with myself, PJ, and my trusty co-host, Brett. Brett, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back. It's good to be diving right back into this episode. What a fantastic episode we all got to witness. What a fantastic episode. And that's what, what Brett is alluding to is the January 15th episode of NXT on USA. And that is what we are going to break down here on NXT and we. You can find us on Facebook, NXT and we. You can find us on Twitter, NXT underscore podcast. And you can find us on Spotify and SoundCloud, NXT and we. We are back, Brett. We are back with a vengeance here. We're going to try and get this uh, this a little tightened up, as we both talked about. Not to be confused with the Tennessee Titans, who are in the playoffs in the NFL. We are going to tighten up this podcast and, and bring you all of, the, all of the stuff you need to know and hear in a much smaller package. Uh, how, does, how does that sound for you, Brett? That sounds amazing, man. Whatever's, whatever's clever. Whatever is clever. And before we get into everything, we, as we alluded to in the first episode, will be doing more of a uh, first, a quick glance at the wrestling world in general that we, we had affectionately called the run sheet before. But now, Brett, uh, as you can confirm with me, we are now going to call the high spots, correct? Yeah, I think I think we're we're allowed to rename our own segments. We're so young, man. Yeah, and and I think it. Yeah. it, it and, I think it fits and, better. And for those who loved the run sheet as much as I did, fear not, because you will probably, as in, you will hear that w- those words spoken later in the show. But let's tackle these high spots, Brett. We we both did our fair share of them in our day, and we Oof. will now tackle them and talk about the world of wrestling that we see fit. Listen, we have said it before, and we'll say it again. We are not watchers, avid watchers of the main product, the main roster. And myself, I can say this. I don't watch a lot of outside. I I, I pay attention, and I know what's going on throughout the world of wrestling, which is why we're doing this podcast. But I really only mainly watch... NXT on USA every Wednesday. So uh, is that kind of where you are at, Brett? I can confirm that with you right now. I am not an avid watcher of all things wrestling. I am an avid watcher of NXT on USA Wednesday nights. But we both we both know what's going on, and I feel like we owe it to the wrestling community, um, the wrestling Twitter, wrestling Facebook, wrestling wrestling fans all over the place to just mention these couple things before we get into the nitty gritty, which is the January 15th episode of NXT on USA. But Brett, Buddy Murphy, NXT great, I would say, joins Seth Rollins and AOP in their little uh, group on Monday Night Raw. 
when he turn when he turns on the big show and low blows him and helps uh, that team win. What are your any thoughts? What are your thoughts? I thought I thought it was pretty cool. I think Buddy Murphy joining the Monday Night Messiah is such a perfect spot for him. So now that entire faction feels filled out to me. So you have clearly the main event player in Seth Rollins. You have a dominant tag team in AOP, and now you have a solid work rate guy by work rate i mean he is going to bust it every single show not that seth rollins and aop won't but to all you hardcore Mm -hmm. fans out there you know exactly what i mean buddy murphy is probably he probably is the best kept secret in wwe and maybe just maybe the wrestling industry so that faction looks really good now yeah i thought um it it, it didn't necessarily didn't necessarily need a fourth member but the fact that it was buddy murphy who has a bunch of cachet amongst uh or sachet amongst wrestling fans and wrestlers in general with his work rate like you said i think that that that's a perfect pairing he looks the part you know kind of the rugged just uh just guy who he he's got a chip on his shoulder just like those other three guys do so i liked it and i'm very much looking forward to it going forward next we have and listen this is NXT and we with PJ and Brett. NXT underscore podcast on Twitter, NXT and we everywhere else. But we have to mention the other show, AEW. Brett, they just signed a new deal, and that's good a for, big good for them. I mean, that's yeah. good for that's it's good a, for wrestling, really. Yeah, I mean, it's a wrestling's deal. always better when when you have things competing to be the so, best product. So it can it the deal they signed continues them on on TNT until at least 2023 the deal is worth just around under 45 million per year so that comes to around uh 875 890,000 per episode and i mean this is we have to talk about it just because it's wrestling and i mean both me and Brett could tell you that we both don't necessarily subscribe to the AEW product right now, but we, we have both talked about how we understand why it's happening. And I, and I, we were talking a, bit, a little bit off the air, Brett, why don't you tell the people what we were both saying, you know, how, um, how it's just, maybe it's recency bias. Maybe it's just a new thing, but the ratings are still in AEW's favor and they signed this deal. But it's not the product that both me and you really like to watch. Listen, um, I started a mini blog thing. As it, it wasn't, it wasn't really out you there. I didn't put that. it out there too much. I could post a bit. Right. I, I watched yeah. when they when they both went head to head. When they first started going head to head, I watched both shows for the first five weeks. Obviously, I have stuck with NXT because that is what I love, and I've loved for since its inception on the network. But AEW to me, yes, it has very high highs, but its lows are super low. Not to mention the fact that its wrestlers, for something that's considered to be more sporty, as as they like to claim, because they have the whole win-loss record thing going mm-hmm. for them, it just seems like their rules are just when they feel like adhering to them. There's no... I watched this one match, which I know got a lot of love, but it was Lucha Brothers versus Best Friends, and I thought it was terrible. I just thought it was atrocious. Like, the 
the way they treated the business of professional wrestling, the way that they just did not even seem to try to adhere to any rules was flabbergasting to me. And just the, the overall production value of the show, like I hope with this new budget and this new deal, hopefully they spend some money on some lighting because everything just feels so drowned out in the spotlights. And sure, they have their high, they have their high spots. Cody Rhodes is the best promo in wrestling right now. Wow. I'll, I'll give I'll give that to him. Wow, hot and, take. And Kenny Best Omega promo in wrestling, Cody Rhodes. I, I like currently it. right now, Cody Rhodes is the best promo in wrestling. <laughs> and Kenny Omega is undoubtedly one of the most talented professional wrestlers in the entire world. I will not argue that either. But in terms of the rest of the roster, they all just seem so green live television and they so see they seem so into popping each other rather than working the crowd that heels and faces it all just gets so blurry i just other other than the inner circle which jericho clearly has his fingerprints all over Mm -hmm. there are people on a week-to-week basis i'm like am i supposed to be rooting for this guy am i supposed to hate this guy it's just the production has a lot of issues to me and until they shore it up i won't watch anymore i read what's going on but i will not watch yeah i mean that's we're both kind of in the same boat i there's plenty to like about aw but i just at this point am so invested in nst i just want to make sure we have a fingerprint on the rest of the wrestling world and you know what hey if aw starts to show us something that we we both like maybe we include them more in this podcast maybe we do a whole another one who knows yeah I mean, we will see their their existence is good for wrestling as a whole. yes i'm 100%. not saying i'm not saying that it's not worth watching i'm just saying for me personally yes. until they tighten up the ship like we're trying to do with this podcast mm-hmm. yes i yes, will sir. not so i just won't be subscribing to them and after all this time on tv it just seems like they still haven't made that many improvements yeah so. and and that's what we will leave it at for there and next on the high spots list is blackpool 2 we had it i i can't i can honestly say this is a nxt united states mainly podcast i did not i have i have not because i will watch the the entire pay-per-view or or whatever they call it nowadays of Blackpool 2 NXT UK. But I know you, my friend Brett, have watched the the main match that you, you, you had told me I should watch. So I will throw it to you, a little quick take on Blackpool 2. And we apologize if you're like, a, if you're a NXT UK stan, we we will get better, but for now we're just trying to focus on the niche that is the United States NXT. But we still have our eyeballs on everything else, so just bear with us. And Brett, why don't you just give your take on Blackpool too? So shortly before we recorded this, I just watched. I just finished the show. I watched it from beginning to end. I thought it was an another excellent special. I love the. United Kingdom crowds they're just so much fun and so much different the energy that they bring to a live show is just very different than what a United States crowd normally brings so it just provides a really awesome atmosphere the show as a whole has two 
standout matches for me. So the match between Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin is easily a match of the year contender already. And this is the beginning of January. I understand that's crazy. But if you go back and watch this show, make sure you check out that match. I had it at 4.75 stars or X's because that's the the criteria that we use on this show. Actually, so 4.75 X's. It was incredible. It was breathtaking. It was it it elicited a standing ovation from the entire crowd, which included Triple H, Johnny Saint, and William Regal. So I don't think wow. I need to touch on it too much more, but it was absolutely incredible, as was the four-way tag team ladder match for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. That match was like watching a car crash, but it was also like watching beautiful poetry. And it was... Though, so if, you, if I leave you with anything, if you have not watched NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2, Myself I hope included. I didn't butcher that, go back and check out those two matches. I promise you will not be disappointed. Yeah, that's... Uh, everything that you just said is exactly why once we're done recording this podcast, I myself am going to go and watch those matches to to have the same impression that you have my friend Brett. Um, that leads us into the big announcement, or not really an announcement, but at the end of that show, which I did see because this was a big deal, especially for NXT United States, the Undisputed Era attacking Imperium after Walter's defense of his title yeah, but, the little NXT UK title popped up in the bottom right corner yeah. of the of the screen, which normally signifies that the show's the about to go to show, black. Yep. But mm-hmm. then you hear the crowd, they start to get louder and louder and louder. But Imperium is still facing the camera from behind them, and uh, Undisputed Era hops into the ring and makes their presence known. Wasn't they that awesome? To Imperium. It was such a cool moment. The so crowd was awesome. so hot for it. it so was hot for incredible. Undisputed Era, which yeah. shows that they are our number one across the world. Absolutely. They are easily one of the hottest things in all of professional wrestling right now, hands down. So that, Brett, were all of the high spots. We bumped, we rolled, we, you know, we did our kip, our kip ups and our strikes. And those were the high spots because now we have to dive in to the January 15th episode of NXT on USA. Brett, are you ready? Do you want to say anything before we really get into the nitty gritty part of this? Or do you want to? <laughs> no, I don't have right anything in? else to add other than let's so, just, let's get to it. Let's get to it. So I am chomping we, at the bit over here. We start off with Keith Lee. Whoop, whoop. Let me get a whoop, whoop. There you go. Uh, I, you know, I, the pink shoes were awesome, and then just basically uh, Keith Lee imposing his will and and whatnot. And then, why don't you why don't you take the listeners into what happens next after this uh, Keith Lee promo? Well, he just he 
poked the bear. He poked the bear that is undisputed era and he shouldn't have done it. And he is a big man and he may be limitless, but he sure seemed to come close to his limit because he was doing a good job trying to fend them all off. But once they put his, his ankle in that chair and then Roddy came off the top and stomped it, Pil- I was like, they pilmanized him. They pilmanized him. And I do want to just shout out to a, a quote during the promo. Keith Lee told Undisputed Era and Adam Cole, you have reached your limits, but I am limitless. And I really did like that, how he blended it in there. And, you know, this is stuff that, I mean, this this is a guy that's going to be – he has all the makings of a star. We'll see what happens, but – We'll keep him in NXT as long as we can, I think, both me and you. I'd love to have him around yeah, as long as possible. Exactly, exactly. So uh, so the pilmanizing happens, and then Ciampa, who comes around a little bit too late. I mean, I Yeah, he, he came out to help his friend, but the damage was definitely done. The damage done. was done, and that, and that was it. And that led to some other stuff going forward. Then next we get the Broser Waits, bro. Versus Mark Andrews and Flash Gordon Webster. Not the grizzled young veterans. Not, sorry, Marco. No, good, no, sorry. no, no. Go ahead, because we're going to tag him when I post this episode. Uh, go ahead and just tell him. Tell, I, so, I have my own moral stuff because I, I have Mia moments. I will not attack Mauro personally, but... He introduced Andrews and Webster as the inaugural NXT UK Tag Team Champions. They were not, because that's the real grizzled young veterans who we saw later in the show. And then he says by name that they are the grizzled young veterans, and they are not. So Mauro was clearly a little confused as to who the grizzled young veterans And and it happens. Yes. We are going to give Mauro a pass. And just uh, a quick little... little, edict here we are going to do our mama mia moments at the end of every show we both will pick our number one mama mia moment i myself will definitely be mentioning certain mama mia moments and i'm going to yes folks i am tracking every single time maro says mama mia and i will let you know when he does say that and then we will also track our own Mamma Mia's at the end of every show. So, that being said, we will move forward. It was Broserweights versus Mark Andrews and Flash Gordon Webster, who are not <laughs> the grizzled young veterans. I, I don't know. I mean, this was, this was awesome, man. I don't really know. I would love to hear your take first. Um, I have – it was 18 minutes and – it was amazing. This was a, sh- a, sh- a showcase for both teams. And the fact, the talent that we had in the match, I think for myself, I wasn't sure what to expect, especially with the new team of Riddle and Pete Dunn. But they looked like a well-oiled machine out there. Yeah, they looked really good. They clearly had been working about uh working yeah. on things, thinking about things, brainstorming mm-hmm. what they could do and they looked really good. They looked really good as a team. Yeah. 
So, I mean, did you have... Except Matt Riddle's mustache. That's got to Oh, go. yeah. I wrote it's that like down, too. I wrote that down, too. I said... Wipe his I, lip. Oh, I wrote down like, Matt Riddle mustache question mark. I wasn't sure if this was oh, a, a thing. But I guess I guess he's rocking that mustache. And... I only have two knocks against this entire segment. Okay. One is the mustache, and two is that Andrews and Webster aren't the Grizzled Young Veterans. Did we say that enough? Because I think we have now <laughs> said that they are not the Grizzled Young Veterans as many times as Morrow called them the Grizzled Young Veterans. So I think we are all even on that front right now. But yeah. I completely agree. I did not even know that this match was 18 minutes. It didn't feel like 18 minutes because it was so fun and so engaging. It was beautiful. It was, it was honestly a takeover quality match that yeah, we got yeah. for free on USA. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, there were a couple of, of ridiculous moments in this match. Um, I, I thought that the, the tag team of Riddle and, and, and um, Dunn, sorry, they they gelled better than this. This is their first tag team match together. I mean, I I, I might as be far wrong. as I know they as have. As far never. as I know, they've never. Yeah. So I just I I was saying that basically the, the amount of tag team moves we saw from Mark Andrews and um, and Flash Gordon and the old and this is Brett. Believe it or not. The only Mauro Mamma Mia happened in this match. Really? I'm yeah. not you know what I don't know why I was surprised. I don't know why I said that with surprise. That's, That's I'd like okay. to I'd like to recount my surprise because could, I, I have three Mamma Mia of, yeah, me of my own coming from this match. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that this is the only match that elicited that response yeah. from Mauro. From Mauro. This match it was, was incredible. It was, the, awesome. it was the roll up from the ropes into the to into the um, tornado DDT, and the roll oh up from the God, ropes was like was it was revert. It was a re- reverse roll up. Yeah, and oh it was God. something I've never seen before, and it blew me away. Yeah, 18, 18, uh, 18 minutes and twenty seconds via Larry Zonka on four one one. I did, I did. Um, Excuse me, I I did do the times for for all of the matches, but I am gonna go by Zonk, Larry Zonka for Romania his match time. So that was eighteen twenty, and then I I also wrote down and I want to get your opinion. They they did an X flex uh, from Dunn to a power bomb to Riddle, and that reminded me so much of like the that should American- be. Going going forward, I I think that should be their tag team finish. Yeah, well, and that it reminded me a lot of the bitter end into the knee strike, and it was it was perfect. It reminded me so perfect. much of American Alpha. Yeah, that was so good and so clean. They they have to keep doing it, and I would I would prefer it to be their tag team finisher going forward. Yeah, that's and, like that's as good as the Shatter Machine from the revival. That is just so exactly. good. It was and so I have, good. I have that uh, later on in the show. But really quickly, a question I wrote down for you, Brett, was these, these matches, the, the Dusty Classic tag team matches, are so competitive. And the main roster has some good talent, but just no direction. 
I mean, that's the problem. That's been the problem with the tag division on the main yeah. roster for years. For I mean, years. yeah, sure. You have New Day and and uh, sorry, Cesaro and Sheamus in their heyday. You have good teams that just are treading water all the time. It's it doesn't it boggles my mind how poorly WWE treats that aspect of wrestling because this match is evidence of how good tag team style wrestling can be. Yeah, man. And then it was just, it was a good, a good match ended with the, I I wrote another Mamma Mia driver on the floor from Matt Riddle. And then just a great, great shine for both wild, wild sprint, a little bit of sloppy stuff in there. But yeah, I, I wrote that down myself. I said, a, yeah. I said a couple miscues, but nothing that takes away from the momentum of the match yeah. at all. They didn't, you know, there's no botches, I would say. Just a no. few things, you know, but it wasn't perfect. But how many wrestling matches are, you know? Not and, everything's five stars. That's not how this business works. And, you know, it, it, was, it, it ended up the Broserweights move on with the victory over not the grizzled young veterans because <laughs> – they are not the Grizzly Young Veterans, Mark Andrews, and, and oh, man. Um, Flash Gordon Webster. Flash Gordon, Flash Gordon Webster. I, I to say Flash would Gordon. like to just quickly sing the praises of Mark Andrews. This guy could be a total stud to me. He could stay in his tag team with Flash Gordon Webster, and they'll, they could be studs together. But to me, Mark Andrews just has so much potential to me in the NXT cruiserweight division as a singles competitor. Cause he just has like that, that cool factor. Yeah. But you know, not, he's not going to vie for the NXT championship or North American championship anytime soon. He probably won't even vie for the United Kingdom championship on his own brand, no. but I do see some, some potential for him in the cruiserweight division going forward. Yeah. If so they I, ever went that route. So, so I gave this four X's. Like I, I matched you. Yep. Four X's. Yep. And so it took me till the main event last week to get four X's in this first match. Gives me four X's. I loved watching this. It hook lined and sinkered me. To right out of the gate. We right got four out of the X. gate. This like was I, awesome. I had two Mamma Mia moments of my, for myself. Uh, and then we had the only Mauro Mamma Mia of the entire show. So there you go. That shows just how, uh, you know, how, how good that match was. And they gave that time because they were showcasing Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle, two of the more, you know, the guys that, that they really need to keep in the limelight. Absolutely. They don't have a very clear direction other than the Dusty Classic, so might as well just focus as much attention as you can on the Dusty Classic. It's it's like Aleister Black and Ricochet, and they even said that before the match took place. So just a, a perfect spot for both of them right now. This was yeah. awesome. So then next we had a little uh, Kathy Kelly promo, some, some commercials, Daddy's Home, and then I wrote down I loved that Undisputed Era is just the pack mentality that they have going. And then it was the, it was, that was the promo, right? It was the Ciampa promo. It was the Ciampa promo where he is he basically putting it all on the line. He's like, I'm, I'm coming for you. And I'm coming for Goldie. Yep. And 
UE is not going to take it. I don't know why people keep poking the bear. They keep I don't know why. The bear. And, I don't know why they do it. I wrote down my predictions coming true. I mean, DIY is back together. You know, that I called it 100%. Yeah, right after that segment, I have written down, is this an official DIY reunion? And I did not really have to wait very long to get an answer. To find out show, that we're... The show provided it very shortly. The, so. it, was, it was a little after the segment that the actual graphic yeah, comes but, up, but yes. Because they, right, so, they didn't actually... Yeah, so... Because yeah, there's in, another in, promo later, but yes. In live was... time, I put, is this an official reunion? And then later on in the show, my question was answered. Yeah, so, so there we go. And uh, yep. they went right into the long-awaited reunion of the Time Splitters, Brett. And this was actually the Grizzled Young Veterans. Zach Versus Gibson, the real James Grizzled Drake. Young Veterans. Zach Gibson, James Drake, we are a pro- Grizzled Young Veteran podcast, I th- I would believe. I love them. And They're Zach so Gibson is, is, is my top three in all of NXT UK. He's so good. But, Pret, just give me your quick, because I wrote down so many times, just Shelly looks great. He was – I love the, the, the love that he got from the NXT universe and just the fact that they were in NXT together – Alex Shelley in NXT and the time splitters in NXT, you have been more of an Alex Shelley guy throughout our entire lives more than me. Yeah. But obviously we're both motor city machine gun guys. I said it wrong on the last big time. I I said M S M G it's M C M G. So just wanted to clarify that, but just how it was just awesome. Just speak on to so me, my, it was just so cool to see Alex Shelley in NXT. My very, first, awesome. my very first note that I have written down verbatim. Let's go. Again, Let's go. From my paper to your ears. Let's go. Again. Let's go. Alex Shelley has the swag. <laughs> yeah. That, that was my first thought. He just looks so good. And, so good. And this is, why tag, this is why tag team wrestling is so beautiful. And this is why the Dusty Classic... I just hope NXT keeps running with it because it's lost literally no steam for its entire run in NXT. Its entire run, yep. This match was so beautiful, and it was so different than the match than we just witnessed between the the Broserweights and Andrews and Webster. Mm-hmm. This match had both teams, because they're so well in sync within their own team and not even just in sync with their opponents, which they had beautiful chemistry in that mm-hmm. regard as well. But there were so many little details that both teams threw in there that made the match feel so much more important. Like early in the match, uh, Zach Gibson is about to get Irish whipped into the corner. And uh, James Drake comes sprinting across, lays on the turnbuckle so that his tag team partner doesn't take the the brunt of that impact. And he does. Just little fine details that you can include in a wrestling match like that just make it so much fun to watch as a well, fan. They, and they did it all too with like the, I love to, to speak on what you just said, the blind tags that the times. Oh my God. Using. This was, match was, this match was moving so, so fast, fast but yeah. so fluid. Yeah. You know, you could, it wasn't paying attention to everything that was happening. No, nothing was confusing. All the blind tags were caught beautiful. Just well, wonderful. 
camera work by the Full Sail crew. I was not confused as to who the legal man was. It was just this really fun, fast, so, fluid match. It was it was a joy to watch. So we we talked about we talked about AEW a little bit uh, going forward, you know, before, and it's like you don't always know why certain things are going on, but in this match. Yes, it has the the help of being in a tournament, but at the same time, it was, and we find out later in the aftermatch promo, it was a group of young guys trying to prove themselves against guys they thought are, you know, older and more, you know, dinosaurish. Yeah, the time splitters. Term, yeah. The time splitters in this match were the real veterans. So yes. grizzled young veterans is very key there. Yes. So the time splitters are the real veterans of this match. Mm-hmm. But you don't the difference this is the match right here that AEW wishes they can wrestle. So mm-hmm. before I gave up on the product, I was having this critique. Then I stopped watching AEW. Sorry, I'm not going to talk about AEW for very long. Everybody. It's okay. But then I read a report that Chris Jericho called a team meeting where he specifically called out the tag teams because people were just walking in and out of the ring the entire time doing whatever they want, leaving the referee looking like a total idiot. You know, yeah. So everybody is supposed to be on the same page. And the ref knew what was going on in this match. The Time Splitters versus Grizzled Young Veterans, this is because my sidebar on AEW is over. But... Everybody knew what was going on. It was just so fluid and coherent that I, that's why I, I'm singing the praises of it. It was just such a wonderfully wrestled tag match. And it was just wonderfully shot. The whole thing was, was excellent, really. Great segment. No, I agree. And so it ends with the grizzled young veterans with the mayhem, the ticket to mayhem, which I love. Um, which I wrote down reminds me of Shadow. Yeah, that's Sheen. a yeah, that's an awesome tag yeah. team finish. And I don't want to like discredit the Time Splitters because they shined for sure. And they looked like, so good. Looked and so I just good. hope that Shelly is back for yes, more. I wrote the same thing. They would fit so I wrote the same thing. The I, would, I and just Kushida hope that Shelly stays. She didn't need this, so I hope yes. NXT and Alex Shelley can come to some sort of agreement. Yes. Maybe they have, and I don't know because yeah, I don't have any insider information. But so. as a as a fan, I just hope they come to some sort of agreement and we get to see more time splitters going forward. Yes. But I did really like that the grizzled young veterans went over as much as I enjoyed watching the time splitters. Yep. So I, I had I had it at three X's. Um, I had off. it at three point seven five x's. Oh, there you go. I, I'm the, telling you, the, there you yeah, go. The finer details of this match really did it for me. Yeah, so, I love it. I yeah. love it. And uh, yeah, I wrote down awesome sprint and debut for Shelley Gibson with the promo afterwards. I really, really liked it just to get a little bit more heat from. The, I wrote that down yeah. too. I said and, that. I really would love to see a run in NXT proper for this tag team, the Grizzled Young Veterans, because yeah. they are awesome heels. They were with and, anybody. And, and Zach Gibson is a really good speaker. Like that, just to get yeah. a little extra heat, just to just to twist the knife. Yes. Oh, that was that was awesome. It was so good. And yes, like we both said, love to see both more of both of these tag teams going forward. But that leaves us with uh, Grizzled Young Veterans versus Undisputed Era. So that will be fun. Um, next, we had a little Chelsea Green and Robert Stone thing. And I literally wrote down Chelsea Green and Robert Stone. Who cares? 
Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It did not further my opinion on the Robert Stone brand. No, it didn't. That's no. in my opinion on the Robert Stone brand. But I'm st- yeah, I'm still, I'm still waiting to see no. what they do. Yeah, but we'll go from there. Uh, I, I love the Al Shelley chance. I mean, this crowd loved Al Shelley. And even though Gibson said like nobody knew him, they clearly knew who he was. So that oh, was cool. They know. They know. The NXT audience knows. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. So then we get Brett Andrew Garza, our NXT Cruiserweight Champion, joins the booth. And we go right into Leo Rush, Prince Pretty, Tyler Breeze, and Swerve Scott. What were your initial takes uh, of this match, Mr. Brett? This was a wonderful cruiserweight style match. Just a a excellent what's the word I'm looking for? Spotlight. It was an excellent spotlight on what the cruiserweight division brings to NXC and what they do all the time on 205 Live. But my biggest takeaway from this match is just how much potential Swerve has in my eyes. If he can figure out what his voice is he has real star potential to me because everything he does looks so easy and so effortless and so fluid that he's to use the word he is so much fun to watch on a week-to-week basis and i i was really excited to see that um he ended up with the victory so now i get to see him at worlds collide in a championship match yeah and We'll get we'll get to all that. I I I can I can echo a lot of the sentiments that you have there. Excuse me. I was wondering, do you know so the Leo Rush the Leo Rush the moth in his intro moth? Yeah, it's an acronym, but I I can't. I I think I used to know what it stands for. I don't know though. Match of the I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let us know. Oh, oh, man of the hour. Man of the hour. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But then he had like a whole moth, um, you know, moth graphic. Yeah, it's cool. Very, is he like? Is he a I moth? It, I guess. Yeah, I uh, don't know. I I just think he comes to collect, man. He comes for the light. He goes for the light. Ah ah ah! I came to collect. Dude, yeah. Well, yeah. That theme song is awesome. He's going. He's going for the light. Yeah, I like it. Spotify. <laughs> I like I like it now. He's going for the light. Yeah. He's the moth. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. Uh, yeah, I, and I, you know, glad he's doing well. Breeze is gorgeous as always. Oh, he's so pretty. I, I, I back even what I said. Yeah, he looks so time. good with the hair. hair. So cool. Yeah. So I, cool. I am. I'm rescinding my comments from the last podcast. I'm gonna. I'm gonna clip this and then tag him in it, and hopefully yeah. he he shoots us back uh, a tweet. I, I want him to t- can can you ask him who his barber is? I really want the same guy. <laughs> Mr. Brett wants the same cut as Mr. Prince Pretty. No, I want to to Florida for a haircut. So there you go. So so he had there was, no, there was I didn't have any Mamma Mia's in the last match. I had, had a Mamma Mia here. I um, have yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I was I spoke no, too soon. I did not have any Mamma Mia moments in that in the second Dusty Classic match between the Time Splitters and the real grizzled young veterans. Yes. But I do have one from this match, and then I kind of half half a one. Yes, I think I we I might be in the half. same boat. I my first one was Swerve landing on his feet out of the ring. Uh, 
Yeah, that whole Before, yeah. moonsault, yep. simultaneous front flip into yep. the stare down. That yes. was my half. That's my yes. half. Yes, That was just such a cool moment. Okay, well, I'm hoping that because I have it literally written down next was the Mamma Mia German plus suplex into the ring. Dude, we, you nailed it. We're on the same page. We're on the same page. Oh, my goodness. Ma, uh, Morrow called it a suplex souffle. Uh, Morrow called it a suplex souffle. Uh, beautiful. Yeah, and it, uh, it was it was incredible. The, that is something we have never seen, and it was Tyler Breeze giving the German to Isaiah, who was giving, giving the, the suplex, suplex into the Leo. ring to Leo. Yep. And it was just so clean, so perfect. Everybody took the brunt, obviously, other than Breeze, who was giving it. And I just, I just loved the whole thing. And I, I had this written down. I, I, I've, I've skipped a couple of them. But besides WrestleMania 20, can you name a triple threat that you've loved more? Like your favorite triple threat besides WrestleMania 20? Oh, God, there's so many. Um, but, I mean, WrestleMania 20 is like my favorite match of all time. Yeah. So it's – I can't think of one that is really standing out more to me right now. No. Yeah, no. no. I, I, in, there probably has been, but now that we're in NXT and we podcast, I just, I loved the unconventional nature of this match. Like it was not at all a conventional triple threat where there's, one, it's just two on two, or you know, I'm sorry, one on yeah, one. Yeah, one on one with the powder. With no, the guy they, on the outside. Yeah, right. There no. was there was fighting going on at the whole time. I also wrote down, is Swerve a heel? Because Leo is Leo and Breeze is Breeze. Like they don't have really faces. This is this is what I'm. This is why I wrote down that he really has to find his voice. So yes. I don't, I don't get a heel vibe from Swerve like I get from Austin Theory. I believe Swerve is just a really confident guy and Swerve is just his way of saying, you know, this business comes easy to me. I make this stuff look effortless. Like, I think that's just kind of his spin on it, but because he hasn't really spoken, I don't know, but he also doesn't do anything dastardly. So I'm, I, you know, and in the past he's teamed up with baby faces because they had like a six man tag against, I think it was might have been Imperium. I don't remember. It was weeks ago at this point, way before the podcast. But I think he like took Kushida's spot in a six man. Anyway, I won't yeah, keep we'll rambling. But yeah, yeah he, okay. he was with baby faces um, at the yeah. time. So we'll go from there. But it was it was an excellent match seeing Mister J. Um, sorry, um, Swerve with the JML driver, which was insane. Oh, that was so insane. Good. It wasn't oh, a me moment for me, but it was nuts. Yeah, but I was I I wrote down the JML driver myself. Yes, that I was underlined it multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yep. He's got to keep using it. Oh, that was insane. Oh, I mean, Tyler Breeze looked like he almost got hurt on it, but we'll see. I know. But it yeah, was thir- thirteen twenty. Uh, in match time, and the previous match that I didn't mention was eleven fifty two, which felt like a lot longer. The tag match with Alex Shelley, but this one yeah. was thirteen twenty with the JML driver, uh, Mister Mister Swerve pins, Mister Tyler Breeze. Breeze is gorgeous, and it was it was great. I uh, I have it at three point seven X's. 
I have it what? at 3.75. Wow. Yep. So I had the 0. 0.7 is for the ending sequence because I thought it was amazing. And I thought Leo and Swerve shined, but Breeze has to be commended because he was the veteran in this match. He yep. was the linchpin. I, and I wrote that down multiple times and didn't get to say it, but Breeze was the veteran in this. He was the vet. And he yep. made this match go. He was the main reason why both of them could shine. Because if you notice, he took their offense more than the other two. Because the other two, yes, the other two had their sequences when they were fighting and, and hitting each other really hard. Because they're former tag team partners, they've wrestled each other a lot. But Breeze kept that match together. Yeah, Breeze was really the glue. And mm-hmm. I, I, I would definitely commend him for his performance in that match. He looked really good. Really good. So... That's that's where we're at with that. And then we get to the what's next, Brett? You know what? Why don't we take We a get quick the confirmation. Break. Okay. Oh, go ahead. We no, get the ahead. confirmation of DIY versus Mustache Mountain for Worlds Collide. Yes, that's that what is happened next. That is next on it, the agenda. Which has with, show stealing potential written all over it. Yes, and we will get back to that and more. Later, and in a couple of minutes, not even a couple of minutes, a minute here on NXT and we, the podcast where we talk about NXT on USA. We are NXT. NXT is we. Give us a second. And we are back. And we are talking about this promo that happens it was Kathy Kelly and Johnny Gargano, and Ciampa steps in, and it looks like we're about to get the DIY reunion, but then the Undisputed Era starts to make some noise. And Brett, why don't you take our, our listeners into that entire promo, what happens next? Well, then out of nowhere... So after, after there's a little barking and chirping between the UE and uh, DIY, I like that you call have, you out, of, like me. out of nowhere, from off screen, Keith Lee pounces a poor unfortunate soul through <laughs> yeah, the bushes. Some random guy. And then proceeds to throw someone onto the hood of the car, smashing the windshield, and then tosses a nor- another poor unfortunate soul into what looked like the side of a... Uh, tractor trailer maybe van i don't know what it, what exactly it was a u-haul who knows but that guy probably knows because he hit it hard and then uh he says that he's good to go for next week so roddy versus keith lee in which i'm sure will be a taped ankle but we're gonna get that next week on nxt on usa yeah so we will uh we have a bunch of stuff to look forward to as we also have, as we find out in the graphic, the UE versus the Grizzled Young Veterans and the Broserweights versus Imperium. So we have a lot to look forward to next week. And then we also find out before the next match, the main event, DIY is confirmed, Mr. Brett. Hashtag DIY versus Mustache Mountain at okay. Worlds Collide. And I called it. I mean, can this card get any better? You told me that I 
and we will go back and confirm, but that I had said that they would win gold. But yes, I my memory fact- says that your that you your bold predictions that they win tag gold this year. The fact that they're together is a good step in that direction. So I'm very excited for that. But Brett, then we get into the main event. Um, how do you want to do this? Should I? I will list the competitors, and then we'll just kind of go into our. How do? You, how should we do this? Yeah. Well, let's let's start by saying someone that wasn't advertised for this match, which is the Queen of Spades. Shayna Baszler makes her presence felt and it definitely shifted the tone of the match. The match instantly felt much bigger. I don't care what anyone says. Shayna definitely has some star power. It made it feel like a Royal Rumble. Yes. This match felt much bigger as soon as her music hit, which has some of the best entrance music in all of NXT. And there was a hot crowd. There was a hot crowd the entire night. Oh, yeah. I mean, immediately Baszler is eliminating left and right. She's yeah. Clearly... She ends up with the most in the match with what, to my count, was six eliminations yeah, to her see, credit. I have, I have six as well. And there were a couple of uh, interesting entrances here. Interesting people. Yes. I mean, we had the Casey Canizaro who got a huge. I thought yeah, it was really, yeah, yeah, that was a really nice little pop for Casey. I mean, I mean that's Ricochet's and then lady. She, and then she scales the uh, the ring post. That was pretty yeah, cool. That I was like really that. cool. Ricochet's yeah. lady, the the ninja warrior, Casey Kanzaro, who I love because I'm a big ninja warrior fan. Um, and then we had Mercedes Martinez making her re-debut since she was in the, the Mae Young Classic, but has just signed a new a new deal and we saw later a little stare down Mercedes and Shayna with a good little uh, back and yeah. forth. Mercedes Martinez got put over big time. Beth oh, Phoenix yeah. was saying that she's one of the best female competitors ever. Yeah, I mean and, do not know and then her stare down and confrontation with Shayna Baszler, which she unfortunately came out on the losing side of. Uh I think they got big plans for Mercedes Martinez. We're, this is not the last. She is not disappearing quietly no. into the night. Oh, she no. is going to be around a in a big, big player, game. man. Yeah. Big player. Yep. And she's been around in wrestling for a long time in Ring of Honor, mainly WXW. She had a quick stint in, in the AEW. She was on, uh, she was on All Out. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, and she was in the Mae Young Classic and beat and beat ZLE. She was she was uh, she, she's been she's been around, man. And but she just recently signed the contract and she's here. And then we had Shotzi Blackheart. We had Vanessa Bourne of WWE uh, NXT UK, who had that cool little save of her elimination with her foot on the rope. Foot foot on the rope. Yeah, I mean Casey Cantonzaro still gets the uh, where she like backflipped back into the oh, ring. Oh yeah, that's, that's, mom, that that's a Mamma Mia moment. Yeah, man. that was really awesome. You kidding me? That was a Mamma Mia moment for this one off of Caden Carter's back. She flipped off that and back into the ring, and then Caden got eliminated. But that was that was the John Morrison. Yeah, 
That was really awesome. Yeah, the John Morrison, really awesome. Kofi Kingston kind of shine when you can when you can do that. Yeah, I, I hope down. she appears in the uh, the Royal Rumble just so we get another cool moment yeah. like that. I I wrote down best battle royal ever. I thought it was that was really, really good. good. Yeah, I you know battle royals are a little funky because yeah. it, it seems like it takes all the competitors a little while to to get into it. The Royal Rumble is a little different because the ring isn't necessarily just full all at once no. with 18 people so in the beginning of battle royals it's like always a little awkward it feels like to me because you just have 18 people kind of punching and walking around yeah. and they all kind of just look like video game characters yeah then it, but then once it the match kind of once a few eliminations started cycling in it got really good it got thought, really good once especially once we hit like the final like six to seven competitors left in the ring that then the match really started to take off yeah, I mean, we had the final four was Shana. I got it right here. Yep. Yeah. Shayna, Bianca, EO, Bianca, and Tegan Knox. And EO, yes. And, well, we didn't know that. And technically Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah, Shotzi Blackheart. We didn't know until after. Yes. Because she came in and and, uh, and eliminated. I don't know. She tried to eliminate, and then she got eliminated by uh Bianca. She eliminated Shayna. And she eliminated then, Shayna and then got and then eliminated, was eliminated by Belair. Yeah. And then just, I just love the, like, B- Bianca really shined here with just the just the physicality and then the hair tosses, you know, just being total EST. She's so strong. And when EO e- stepped on her hair on the apron, that was so cool. I mean, oh, she's, like, yes. Crawl back into the ring, and then yes. and then Io just puts one foot on the long braid. I and then I cool. love, I loved how she got out of it though by swiping her out the leg out from under her. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it was it was a beautiful. It was, it was one of the better battle royals that we've seen in a while. Absolutely, yeah. man. I definitely agree with you there. The people that needed to shine shined, and it introduced some people. I mean, Casey Kenzaro. I love that lady. So she got as much shine as she needed. And then there were so many, like, I mean, Shanzi, you had, you had so many other women who, Vanessa Bourne had some good shine. Santana Garrett, who got eliminated by Shayna, but even that. Yeah. Zia Lee had a, had a beautiful had the, roundhouse kick on Bianca. It was just a crazy... It was a crazy match that had me going. I didn't know who was going to win. But in the end, we get EST of NXT, Bianca Belair, who throws her out with a reverse, uh, the reverse. Yeah, it was like Death a Valley torture driver. Yeah, torture yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was like amazing. Burning, burning hammered her right out of the burning ring. Burning hammered right out of the ring. And I I wrote that down as a Mamma Mia. Just Bianca winning. She was clearly it was the KOD to the outside. She was clearly very emotional emotional. In twenty two minutes and fifty seconds we had the winner. Yeah, and Bianca Bianca finished second with uh, to my count four eliminations in the match. So uh, right behind Shayna. Right yeah, I have Shayna at six and Bianca at four. Shotzi Blackheart at two. Everybody else only has one. Yeah, um, including Dakota Kai, who wasn't even in the match, but yeah, who that yeah. and I wrote that down too. Uh, WTF? 
while I was watching by the match, Dakota Kai, so that was a big to, yeah to further the story. To further that story, and I do believe that the Mia Yim and Dakota Kai feud is sort of over. I, you know, Mia Yim yeah. won the match, or no, I, I believe Dakota Kai won the match, but Mia Yim put her through the table. So I think they kind of yeah. laid that to rest. Now it's just Knox and Kai, Kai and Knox, which is yeah. the right call anyway. Yes. But it's as I was watching this match, absolutely, it's the money feud. Um, as I was watching this match, I really was pulling for EO, and I was. I disappointed is the wrong word, but you know, I was rooting for EO to win this match, but the more that I've kind of settled back and thought about it and reflected after the show, it was over. I really do think Bianca was the right person to go over the right winner at, yes. at this time. I that so now, you got this like super athletic person, super strong. Like she matches Rhea Ripley in just about every way. Yep. And it's, it's probably to, to if I had to guess, she's even more athletic than Ripley. Now I'm not hmm. knocking Ripley. It's just how many women are as purely athletic as Bianca Belair, other than Casey Cantonzaro. But um, I do believe this is the right match, and I definitely think that I take over Portland. It will be Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. I don't believe Tony Storm wins the title at Worlds Collide, so that should be an excellent matchup coming up for us in about a month. Yeah, man. I'm very excited for Bianca and Rhea. I think that's going to be entertaining. You know, it's going to be Rhea and Tony Storm first, which I'm also very excited for. But I gave the Battle Royal three X's. There was nothing really less, you know, than three on this show. I said it was a much more entertaining Battle Royal than most, and the right person won. There were a couple cool spots, like John Morrison-esque, Kofi Kingston-esque. And some feud advancement with the Tegan Knox and the Dakota Kai. And some people I have who this. Sorry. Ahead. No, you finish up. Just some people who we don't ever or normally see got to got to shine like Mercedes and, and others, Shotzi. So I just uh, I thought it was a it was, I thought it was very good. I was very entertained the entire time. And and I give it the three X's. Yeah, I have this at three and a half X's, and it's because that closing stretch was just so hot, especially Bianca versus Io, which I hope somewhere down the line we get to see a singles between those two, probably Mm -hmm. Bianca as the face, because I think Bianca could really transition into a face very nicely. You know, you just (laughs) play down the cockiness a little bit, and then you allow more of your athletic ability to shine, which she clearly has an opponent. And she has the fan backing and she yeah and the est of nxc i mean that's totally she's just playing up like the more heel side right now but down the line i would love to see like a long format eo versus bianca belair match yeah so that is our review of the january 15th episode of nxc on USA, folks, I, PJ, will give this show, as a total, 4.2 Xs. Uh, I thought it was good good to great matches all around. Solid build towards Worlds Collide. There were some sloppy things in some of the matches that just took some of the matches down, but obviously did not deter and then I wrote down, you know, Chelsea and Robert Stone, question marks, just no idea what's going on there. And then the time splitters losing was sad. But 
everything other than that, I just thought everything was worth a watch. And the main, if not, you know, the main event, if you're not a Battle Roy, excuse me, Battle Roy fan, could drag on a little bit. But if you just watch the first five and the last five minutes of that match, I think you will be satisfied. So that's why I give it a 4.2 is it was, this was a step above last week's. And that's where I will leave at. Yeah, I have the show overall at four point two five X's. I just thought we're close. Yeah, this whole this whole this whole podcast we've been almost mirroring each other here. I know we're gonna have to try Um, to find some places to uh, to disagree here. So I think what brought it down for me actually was it felt like all the matches were incredible. but that being said, as I was, as I remarked when we first were talking about the battle royal, it was the beginning is always a little funky and a little awkward to watch. Um, so you know, that's just it just comes with the territory of battle royals. But then I also felt like the the Keith Lee promo and then later on the Champa promo all could have just been clumped into one segment. Mm-hmm. I just felt like. I mean, then maybe Keith Lee and Champa couldn't talk separately, but at the, something about it felt like they could have maybe condensed that and then given that little bit of spot. I think they just wanted to have Gargano come out separately without Keith Lee being in the ring, so it had more of the DIY feel and less of like mm-hmm. a six-man feel. Yeah. So I get, wh- I get why they did it. It just felt like it was essentially watching the same segment twice. So... 4.25Xs because all the matches were amazing, uh, especially for just NXT on USA. But that's what we come to expect from NXT. And um, there's just the the usage of, of, of those two, the time that those two promo got. It just felt like maybe we could have gotten maybe a more in-depth thing with the Robert Stone brand rather than the, the little... 15 second thing that we did get. Yeah. So all in all 4.25 X is definitely mark up from last week. Definitely worth the watch. Definitely worth the watch. And this has been NXT and we with PJ and Brett, you can find us on Twitter, NXT underscore podcast. You can find us on Facebook, NXT and we You can find us on Spotify, NXT and we, and SoundCloud, NXT, and we, Brett, we've covered the show. We've covered everything, uh, we, the high spots, the run sheets. Now, why don't we finish up with our Mama Mia moment of the week? Do you want to give yours first? I'm 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 nervous that we have the same one, so I have, I have two I'm, in mind. Yeah. So you know what? I have two in mind, but I will go first. Okay. Uh, my Mamma Mia moment of the week was definitely the Mark Andrews moonsault off the apron, where Pete Dunne catches him, and then it is spun into a tornado DDT onto <laughs> the floor. That was just beautiful, Mama freaking Mia, Mama Mia, Mama Mia. Uh, I wrote down, I had it, so this is from the Triple Threat, the German plus suplex into the ring, the suplex souffle as our, our, our god, our, our, our announcing god 
Mauro Ranello called so affectionately called the suplex souffle, the German from Tyler Bate, or sorry, I'm sorry, Tyler, Tyler Breeze, Breeze, Breeze is gorgeous, plus the suplex into the ring with Leo and Swerve. That was my Mamma Mia moment of the week. And it's funny how the, the only actual moral Mamma Mia was from the first match. Yeah. So we're 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 doing we're doing Marl's job for him. We're doing NXT fans around the world a service and a job by having this NXT and we podcast. I am so glad that we are doing this. I am so glad that we have reconvened and we've gotten this under our belts. I had four point two and you had four point two five. Yep. This was a show. You need to watch, and what you need to do is subscribe, like, follow NXT underscore podcast on Twitter, NXT and we everywhere else. Brett, please, please, please. Please, please, please. We will be back with a great, amazing, fun-filled show next week with everything going on in the NXT and WWE universe with the Royal Rumble and everything else. And worlds collide. We have so much going on, right, Brett? So much good stuff going on. So right much now. good stuff. But listen, we love you, and we're so glad that you're listening and 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 following. You know, we are NXT because NXT and we. Peace. <laughs>